0: Welcome to Blue Notes on Air. Join us as we chat with experts, analysts, and commentators from the Asian region about business, culture, and economics.
1: As the saying goes, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So the first part is you have to walk the talk. You know, if you're really feeling that the organization has to change, you have to reflect the change that you want to see.
0: Today, Stephen Townsend, Director of Network Programs at the Project Management Institute, chats with ANZ's Alicia Aitken about the hardest part of going Agile. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Thanks for joining us on Blue Notes, Steve. Thank you for
1: having me, appreciate it.
0: Well, we're here today to talk about Agile ways of working. So um, how do you recognize if your company is ready to transition and transform to an Agile organization?
1: So I think there's several elements. I think the first is, We need to interact with our customer differently. So we need new ways to think about how we're going to serve and support our customers. I think the second piece is we realize that we need to change faster and sometimes more frequently because the technologies that we use, the ways that we can engage with our customers, really changing as rapidly as our broader environment is changing. So we need to think if we're going to serve the customer today, tomorrow, What is tomorrow's technology going to enable us to do that we can't do today? And then I think the third piece is, all of that comes together if you don't have the right capabilities. So we need to focus on building our internal capabilities, changing the way that we do business so that everything supports achieving those two goals, serving the customer and delivering faster and more frequently.
0: What do you think the biggest challenges are for organizations who wanna work in an agile way?
1: I think the three key challenges, one is mindset. Uh, We have a very deep history in traditional top-down management approaches and for organizations that have been around for a while, it's often difficult to change how we think about how we work. So the mindset has to be one that focuses on how do we enable collaborative work, how do we get people to come together in the right ways, uh, in different ways, so that we can again focus on the customer and deliver those results. I think the second challenge is how do we create an environment where people can collaborate effectively? And that's easy to do when you have everybody located in one location. But when you have people working all over the world, uh, you have people who aren't part of your organization for whom your projects are dependent on. So you need to develop new ways to help people collaborate and communicate and ultimately deliver the results uh, that you want. So those two, I think, are key pieces. I think the third piece is we need to understand new ways of working. And Agile is today's new way of working, but there's gonna be something coming down the pike later. So how do we make sure that we're focused on helping our team members Continue to build and invest in developing new skills, capabilities, uh, new ways of approaching problems and challenges, and new ways of collaborating across the organization. So I think those are those are elements. The legacy systems, how we create an environment where people can collaborate, and understanding that it's a never-ending journey. We're always going to be changing.
0: What do I do if the type of work that I have is just not suited to agile?
1: So even. Some of the thought leaders in the Agile community recognize traditional project management still has its place, still has its purpose. So from their perspective, you don't have to wipe the the slate completely clean in order to adopt Agile practices. So I think that's one piece. Traditional still has value. The other side of it is you can still have agility within a traditional framework. So you can still bring people together in a very collaborative way. You can still have uh, groups dividing work so that there's an integration at the end of their cycle so that they see their piece of work but they see how it fits in with how other people uh, are going to operate. And do that in a very agility-oriented way. Um, But there are times too where you need that traditional discipline, but you want that agile capability. So you can develop a hybrid model and you can leverage the agile capabilities to really drive performance, to really drive value delivery on the one hand, but on the other hand, you can have those traditional disciplines of we need our checkpoints. We need points in the process where we engage with our executive leaders to ensure we have that strategic alliance. We need those checkpoints to make sure that we're touching base with the business leaders that ultimately, once we're done with the project, they're going to be the ones to take it forward and move it forward.
0: So a lot of our business leaders are sponsors and have sponsored in the traditional environments we've had in the past and are now looking to be sponsors in our agile new ways of working. We've been talking a lot about the management techniques we've learned in the past, how do they apply in the Agile world. Do you have any advice for our executives about how to bridge the gap between working in a traditional environment and sponsoring in an Agile world?
1: Yeah, I think the first is, um, as the saying goes, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So the first part is you have to walk the talk. You know, if you're really feeling that the organization has to change you have to reflect the change that you want to see and you have to be authentic doing it you know we can all uh kind of fake it or kind of pretend that we're that we're along but people understand when you're being authentic and so you have to reflect the behaviors that you want others to uh, demonstrate and you have to do that consistently and from a place of i this is what i really believe this is this is a part of uh, who we are now I think the second piece is you have to communicate and you have to commit. So everyone realizes executive leaders are very busy, that in many instances when they're brought into project environments, whether traditional or agile, they don't really know what is expected of them in that environment. So it's incumbent on them to ask, what do you need from me? And it's incumbent on the team to let the sponsors know, this is how we see your role evolving in the process. And we realize you may be coming out at certain points, but these are the critical points where we need you to be responsive. And then once you work out that negotiation in terms of how we're gonna work together, follow through on your commitments. So if you say you're going to be available when we need those key decisions, be available and turn around in that period, or at least communicate back to the team, these are the barriers, I will get you an answer X, Y, Z. So that they know that one, I hear you, Two, I know the urgency, and three, I am going to respond. So I think those are key ways in which uh, executive leaders can really be uh, engaged with the team in the transformation uh, in helping the team see that this really is an organizational transformation. It's not just our teams adopting Agile, it's everybody in the organization is a part of the system.
0: You talk a lot about uh, behaviors and culture when you're talking about Agile transformations. How important is organizational culture to the successful implementation of an agile organization?
1: absolutely critical, absolutely critical. And I say it in the agile space, it really starts with the concept of you're putting the customer at the center of everything that you do. And in the agile context, we have to remember, there can be different customers. So it could be the customer who is coming to your bank to transact business, but it could also be an internal business unit customer. And they need the same type of service. They need the same type of focus. So you need to understand who your customer is and make sure that you put them at the center of the way in which you're working. I think number two, it's all about leadership. It's all about leadership. Again, leadership not from an executive level versus a staff level, but everybody needs to step up and everybody needs to demonstrate that they're bought in, that they're helping to support the change, uh, that they're engaged and that they are understanding why collaboration is important uh, in that particular environment. And you need change management because everybody's going to change at a different pace. And things in the organization are never ever in our lifetimes again going to be steady state. You know, I remember when I first started uh, in my job Day in, day out, things were the same, things were the same. And then we got fax machines, and when somebody sent you a fax, the world ended. You know, you just had to drop everything and respond to that fax. And then FedEx came, and if you got a FedEx package, wow, you had to be on that every day. And then email came, and now we have texting, and we have all of these ways of communicating. So there is no such thing as steady state. The technology is always going to be changing and adapting, so we need to uh, help people. Uh, through that process because at any point in that process they could drop off and we don't want anybody dropping off in the process so we need to make sure that we have systems and processes and engagements to make sure that we bring everybody on the journey with us.
0: What do companies like ANZ have to learn from the pioneers of agility, so organizations like Amazon and the like?
1: So I think the one thing is you have to stay focused on the customer and the people Uh, And that's something that continues to this day. But at the same time, they remembered you have to have a strong discipline within the organization where your teams can go off track. So many of those organizations are now adopting some of the more traditional methods to make sure everybody stays aligned around the business goals and strategy.
0: Thank you for sharing your insights with Blue Notes today.
1: Thank you, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to Blue Notes on Air was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin MacLeod.